Welcome to the podcast of Destiny Community Church, located in Newberry, Florida, where Rocky McKinley is our lead pastor. Thanks for tuning in. Here's today's message. We're in week two of this series, Soundtrack, and last week I told you that choosing the right song today can prophesy into your life tomorrow. We read in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, where Judah was about to be attacked by a coalition of three nations, and King Jehoshaphat did the unthinkable and sent the praise team out in front of the army. It didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to us, but that's what he did. They send the praise team out in front of the army, and they begin to sing, give thanks to the Lord, for his steadfast love endures forever. That's what they were seeing, and praise to God. And this was one of the craziest military strategies that you have ever seen, but it worked. It worked. God used it, and it worked. And so I asked you this question last week. What song is your soul singing now that will give you the victory tomorrow? What song are you singing before the battle? When I was on the basketball team in high school, our coach would require us at times to perform wall sits at the end of practice. Anybody ever uh, performed a wall sit? You know what I'm talking about? I'm going to have to explain this because there's only a few of us in the room. But a, a wall sit is when you go over to a solid wall and you spread your feet out about shoulder width apart and then you put your back against the wall and you just kind of sit down. There's no chair underneath you and you form a 90 degree angle with your legs. And you just sit there with no chair for as long as the coach would have you sit there. It is a very tough exercise. It's very strenuous. It, it's, it's very painful at times. It's intense. And coach would make us run, and then he would put us on the wall to do wall sits. And then he would make us run again. We'd come back to the wall as a team lined up on the baseline underneath the goal, sitting against the wall, and we would have to do wall sits uh, again. And, and as the pain would intensify in our legs, uh, our legs would begin bouncing. And everything inside of us wanted to stop, wanted to quit. But if you quit, you would have to run more. And so you sit there and you just endure the pain. And it gets tough at times. But on this one particular day at practice, uh, I, I, the pain was so intense that, that I just started singing. I didn't know what else to do. I had to get something to get my mind off of that pain. And so I just started singing. I didn't care who was listening. I didn't care that the rest of the team was there. You have to remember my, my, my uh, sophomore year, I was the only white kid on the basketball team in Taylor County. My freshman year, I was one of only uh, of, of two. And we had another one that joined the team later on. And so, uh, I, you know, you don't ever know how people are going to respond. And so I'm sitting there and, and, and I began singing. And since I was raised in church, the first song that came to my mind was Amazing Grace. <laughs> Maybe not the most appropriate song to sing at a time like that, but I needed Amazing Grace because my legs were hurting, my legs were bouncing, the whole team was struggling, and I didn't want to be that guy that collapsed and so the team would have to run again. I didn't want to be that guy. So I started singing Amazing Grace. I didn't get too far into the song before the whole team started singing with me. <laughs> And let me tell you, when you get some brothers on the basketball team that they start singing harmony with you, man, we sounded like boys to men. It, it was, one guy on the end was even like, baby. I mean, it was great. It was great. It was perfect. And, 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 and the next day at practice, we're doing wall sits again, and 
I'll never forget Eugene looking down at me and he said, Rock, sing. <laughs> so we started singing Amazing Grace once again. You know, there was something about it. To push through the pain, we sang. To push through it, we were singing. And it helped us get through that. And so this thought came to my mind is that everybody should have a go-to pump-me-up song. I'm not necessarily saying Amazing Grace is that pump-me-up song. Won't always get the adrenaline going just right. But, but, but everybody needs that go-to pump-me-up song. Muscle and Fitness Magazine released uh, the 25 all-time greatest workout songs. And I want to share the top five with you. So if you like to work out and you're looking for something that will pump you up, these are the top five songs that they said will, will, uh, will help you through your workout. The first one, uh, or number five, I should say, is this. Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Eye of the Tiger. Any, any Eye of the Tiger fans? Yeah? Yeah. Number four, Fight the Power by Public Enemy. I in no way am endorsing that song at all, at all, but they said it's the fourth pump me up song. Number three, Back in Black by ACDC. Number two, Inner Sandman by Metallica. Okay, I've actually used that one before. Number one, number one, Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. So if you're wanting some inspiration and some music to get your adrenaline going, I am not suggesting that you download those songs, but you may want to. It may help you. That's all I'm going to say. I'll just leave it at that because I, I'll offend somebody if I keep going with that. Now, now, maybe one of those songs is not what gets the blood flowing. It doesn't get the adrenaline pumping for you. And, and, and if that's not it, then, then go a different direction. But here's what I know. Everyone in this room needs a go-to pump-me-up song that motivates you. Everybody does. You need that song. I mean, think about it. Think about some of your favorite movies. Rocky Balboa had Eye of the Tiger playing every time that he started running and training and doing that stuff. It, he had that pump me up song going every, I don't know if he could hear it or not, but we could hear it. Um, D Daniel LaRusso, the karate kid. You, you know what song he had playing, you know, to pump him up. You remember? You're the best around. I don't know the words, so I'm going to sing them really fast. You're the best around. You know, you remember that one, right? And, and, and then Maverick and Goose. Who can forget Maverick and, Gro and Goose as, as they were flying their planes to Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins? Man, just a pump-me-up song. And, and they may not have been able to hear those songs in the boxing ring or in Miyagi's backyard or even in the cockpit of a jet, but those songs definitely got us pumped up when we watched those movies. There was something about it that got the adrenaline going in us. And I know that in life you need to sing, or you need a song to sing, rather, that helps you get through the tough times. You need that song. If you don't have that song, you need to find that song because you need a song that will help you get through the tough times. I want you to turn with me to Acts chapter 16. We're going to start reading at verse 16, Acts 16 and 16. And it says, As we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune telling. Now think about this. Get this in your mind what's happening. There's a girl who has a spirit from the, from the enemy, a spirit from the devil that is upon her to where she can tell the future. Or at least it appears that she can tell the future. And there are men that are using her for monetary gain. 
They are, they are using this, this possessed girl to make money because people think that she can tell the future. She followed Paul and us, crying out, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit. I love how the Bible just words that. She, she's proclaiming truth, but apparently there might be a little bit of sarcasm or it's bringing attention to them that they don't need or they don't want. And Paul becomes annoyed with this. And he turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. Verse 19 says, But when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, These men are Jews and they are disturbing our city. They advocate customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But listen to how this thing changes right here at verse 25. About midnight... Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bonds were unfastened. Church, this is another one of those incidents in the Bible that it just catches you off guard. You read this, and you're like, what just happened there? What, what happened? What, what is going on? Paul and Silas, they've, they've had their clothes torn off of them. They've been beaten with rods. And, and at midnight, at midnight, all of a sudden, chained and bound in, in a prison cell, Paul and Silas begin praying, and the Bible says that they begin to sing hymns to God. Now, I know what some of you are saying right now. You're thinking, that's right. You need to sing hymns. You need to, you need to get a good old hymnal, and you need to sing hymns. And I have nothing wrong with that, but I promise you the hymns that are in your hymnal are not the same hymns that they were singing. We don't know what it was. And it's one of those mysteries to me because I would love to know what they were singing. I mean, what, what, they were praying and they were singing hymns to God. And I've often wondered just what was it? What was their go-to song in a prison cell where they are chained and they are bound and, and it just looks hopeless and, and it's the midnight hour, it's dark, it, it, it's gloomy during this time in their life? What is that go-to song that they had? And, and, and one day I think I'm going to get there and I'm going to ask in heaven, Paul, Silas, let's sit down for just a few moments. I only have one question for you and that question is, what song were you singing when the prison uh, foundation of the prison began to shake? What was that song? Because, I, I mean, do you think they may have been singing something like we were singing, you, you know, this morning, that, that opening song today? You are alive in us. Nothing can take your place. You are all we need. Your love has set us free. You think they could have been singing something like that? Or maybe, maybe they were singing, I call your name. Lord, you reply. You bring your kingdom to stand by my side. We may not ever know this side of heaven, what they were singing, but we know that it was, it was enough to get the very attention of heaven so that the foundation of this prison began to shake, the shackles fell off, and these men were set free. 
I recently read a true life story on the Voice of the Martyrs website. And it was about a pastor that had spent several horrifying years in prison at the hands of of the communist authorities. He was jailed for his belief in Christ, and though he remembered the tortures there, he tended not to focus on them in conversation now. Instead, he spoke of the times of joy where he experienced the presence of the Lord while he was still in prison. The times when he and his fellow Christian prisoners formed a community of praise in the middle of prison. And and here's what he had to say about it. He said, when we were in prison, we sang almost every day because Christ was alive in us. Sarcastically, he then said, the communists were very nice to us. They knew we liked to praise God with musical instruments, so they gave every Christian in prison a musical instrument. However, they did not give us violins or mandolins. These were too expensive. Instead, they put chains on our hands and feet. They chained us to add to our, our grief, yet we discovered that chains are splendid musical instruments. When we claimed them together in rhythm, we could sing. And he would go on to say, we would sing songs like this. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it making their own musical instruments in prison, using only what they had to glorify and praise God when they were beaten. This is the day. When they were denied food, this is the day. They refused to let any circumstance or anybody keep them from praising their God, and it worked because they got out. God saw them through it. Church, you need a song in your heart that will shake the foundation of the hell that you're walking through. If we will ever realize the power of praise in our lives, you need a song that will shake the foundation of the hell that you're walking through. Stop letting the enemy steal your song because the enemy knows that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And as long as you're singing about his goodness, as long as you're singing about how great God is, as long as you're doing that, you're receiving the joy of the Lord and you are strengthened. But at the moment you stop singing, at the moment you let the enemy take your song away from you, is the moment that you start falling into the hands of defeat. Psalm 59 and and 16 says, But I will sing of your strength. I will sing aloud of your steadfast love in the morning, for you have been to me a fortress and a refuge in the day of my distress. Psalm 95 and 1 says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. I'm convinced that some of you, you're just one note away from a breakthrough. That's all it is. You're one note away from a breakthrough. If you would just sing while you're in the middle of your storm, I promise you, God is going to see you through it. You you strike up the band, warm up your vocal cords. You are about to walk out of the prison that you are in, but, but you just need to keep singing. You need to keep singing. The enemy's stolen that from some, so many of you. He's taken away your song, your song of the Lord. He's taken it away from you. He's taken your strength. As I said last week, I've really looked forward to this series because I get to share with you some of these significant songs 
that helped make up the soundtrack of my life. Last week, I reached back to our wedding day and shared with you a song that was sung at our wedding that prophesied into our lives a few months later when we found out that Mandy had cancer. And we had no idea on how that song would speak to our lives. That was our song before the storm. And today in closing, I just want to take you into a hospital room. I want to take you into Mandy's hospital room. Because two weeks after every cycle of chemo, Mandy would go myelosuppressed and her, her blood counts would just bottom out and it became very dangerous. That same year, 1996, Christian music father-son duo by the name of, of Aaron Jeffrey released a song called After the Rain. In that hospital room, we had a CD player. And when we would get a report that would not build our faith, somebody would reach over and they would play this song. I can't tell you any song on the rest of that CD. I think we just played that one song over and over and over. When it would get dark in that room and it seemed like there was no hope, somebody would play that song. This song became our go-to song during our battle with cancer. Someone asked me last week, said, we thought you were going to, to sing the song from your wedding. Man, there's no way, and there's no way I could do it today either. Just, just bear with me and let me just share with you a few of the lyrics from this particular song. The verse says, I cover my heart, I turn from the wind, button my coat, here comes the storm again. What can I do but to trust in him? Because I know the deeper my faith runs, the stronger I become. And the thunder, it may shake me, but I'll always know that after the rain, you can look to the sky again. The clouds will give way to the light of the sun. After the rain, you know that you've made it through, and you'll finally see the joy from the pain after the rain. That was it. There were moments in that hospital room when that song would be playing, and you would look around, and there was not a dry eye in the room. But there were hands lifted to heaven. We couldn't see the promise at the end yet. We had no idea that in 2015 Mandy would still be alive and that she would be here. We had no idea. We were in the middle of the storm. We had our song before the storm. But man, I thank God even more that we had our song in the storm. And for some of you, you've got to learn to praise God during the storm. It's not faith if you can see the outcome. It's not faith at all. It doesn't require any faith if you know what the outcome is going to be. But when you are sitting in the middle of your storm, when you're in the middle of your prison cell, and you can sing even though you don't know what the outcome is going to be, that's faith. 
You want to talk about real faith? That's faith. And I praise God that he was once again true to his word. I praise God that we were able to find the strength to praise him and to sing our song even in the middle of the storm. Thank you for listening to the podcast of DCC. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. We would love to meet you in person. For service times and directions, log on to www.destinycommunitychurch.org or call the church office at 352-472-3284. Thanks again for listening. Destiny Community Church, for life's journey.